Welcome to Hindsight Hacking. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool, and you are listening to Hindsight Hacking, where we have talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs hacking their hindsight to give you clearer foresight. And now, as we still bring you the same great, amazing interviews each and every week, we are adding bits and pieces to serve you in such a great way. These bits and pieces are some mindset hacks, visibility hacks, traffic hacks, and more on the daily hacks. So we want to make sure that you have all the tools and all the resources that you need to gain more visibility and gain more traffic. And obviously, to get more sales. So head over to gethhhm.com forward slash toolbox to grab your free resources to get the help you need to get more. And if you're interested, after you collect all those freebies, because they're amazing, hit the link in the show notes and jump on our calendar because we definitely want to help you. Guys, we absolutely love the community that we've created with your guys' help, and we love all the hindsight hackers. So jump on in and get on our calendar. So without further ado, what do you say? Let's get to it. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hindsight Hacking. And today's episode, we have a true star, the one, the only, Jody Krangle. Now, Jody, I didn't even ask you if I pronounced that correctly, so I truly hope I did. But you did. today, Jody, <laughs> she has been a voiceover actor, or voice actor, sorry, since 2007 and has worked with a bunch of major brands that most of you will have known, which includes Dell or BBVA and Kraft. She is also a singer and in 2015 put her on her own album of jazz, blues, traditional tunes. And don't you worry, I'll provide the link in the show notes for you to go check that out. But Jody, over the years, it has been doing what she does, learned about it, a lot about sound and how it influences people. And her podcast on this subject is called Audio Branding. And we are definitely gonna dig into that. So Jody, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited. <laughs> Jody, I was so excited to have you. It was funny because, you know, we shared a little bit before the podcast started. I actually thought you were on our show <laughs> because I've heard of you before. I was like, has she been on our show? You know, <laughs> I, I know I don't have the best memory, but it's it's well over 200 shows now. So it's like, eh, maybe not. But why don't we take a moment and let the audience know a little bit more about your backstory and what got you to audio branding? Oh, well, um, I have been a voice actor, as mentioned in the bio, since 2007. So it's coming up on 14 years now. That's like a long time. <laughs> and uh, around before the pandemic, actually, in November of 2019, I decided that I would put together a podcast because I'd been hearing a lot about it. I was in a business mastermind where everyone in there was creating podcasts. So we were all brainstorming about all of this. And I decided that I wanted to do something on what I was really passionate about. And that is sound. Because as a voice actor, I am one tiny little corner of that whole audio branding spectrum. So I lend my voice to other people's audio brand. And I wanted to know what that involved. You know, what what was that exactly? So I've been learning and it's been a fantastic journey. I've, I've talked with a lot of really interesting people about the world of sound. Well, yeah, the, this whole sound thing, it, it's I'm super excited. Like people know people must understand what Ron and I need on our show because we, we get people all the time uh, talking about doing voiceover work and, and different things. And so 
it's, it's pretty serendipitous that you're here on our show <laughs> today. Uh, but let's go back a little bit further because I love on your website, you talk about, did you talk first or did you sing first? Like, you know, walk us through like just your love of, of music and, and stuff. And I have a, I have a six-year-old daughter who like makes me tear up every time because she is such an amazing singer. Like she hears tunes, like she can sing along with stuff as she goes. And uh, she's had singing lessons because she just loves music. And, and I definitely am, in thinking like she probably loves music more than talking and singing more than talking. And, and so, yeah, I just would love to hear your take on that. (laughs) Well, in a lot of ways, I, I would think I probably started singing almost before talking because my parents, when we had bedtime, we didn't have bedtime stories. My sister and I, with my parents, we had sing along time. So (laughs) my mom is a singer and my dad plays guitar and piano all by ear and they would sit us down before bedtime and we'd have like this big sing-along with our two dogs <laughs> like it was you know it was like this big family gathering and we'd all sing and it was just a lot of fun and it was a wonderful way to have family bonding time right and i i believe that um my grandfather used to have a little hand um, tape recorder you know one of those little those little tiny ones yeah and and he would walk around recording everything and uh he would record my sister and i singing and i remember him doing this when i was like six <laughs> so so yeah there's like recordings of my sister and i on this tape at six and and like four i think my sister was like four and you know singing on the tape so yeah we've had a big tradition of that in my family for a long long time so pretty much when i decided I wanted to do something in life, sound was always involved. Voice was always involved. I couldn't, I couldn't possibly do anything else. I mean, I could, and I did for a number of years before I actually got into voice voiceovers because it took a while to get there. But what I had to learn was how to get there. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I think playing by ear is oh, Yeah. And I do the a- same. Yeah. Such a, well, I don't, but my my son does, and literally, he learned how to play the Titanic theme song mm-hmm. by ear, and he's like, "Okay, Dad," and he just started playing it, and I was like, "How in the world does your brain do that?" Like, there's like I could probably figure it out. It would take me twenty five years to do it, but, <laughs> but like he was so fast at it. Like I I don't understand how people can do that. Like, it's kind of a it's it's an adapt it's it's an adaptation really because I never learned how to read music. So in order for me to participate in music making activities, I had to learn to do it by ear. I didn't have a choice. So you right. really have to pay attention. I think actually it makes you know, when you can do that kind of thing, I think it makes you a really good active listener because you have to do that to defend yourself, to be able to participate. And I will say I was lucky enough to have that in our family genes because my grandfather played piano by ear, my dad plays piano by ear, and I played piano by ear. So, and all in different styles. It was really interesting to see the differences and hear the differences in how the playing you know, transformed from era to era, you know, it's like, it was kind of interesting, but it's always been a part of my life. And so, yeah, I just, it's so important. So yeah, playing music, creating music, uh, that's the, the 
probably more the passion side of the audio stuff that you do, but let's talk a <laughs> yes. little bit about the business side. Let's sure. how like actually recording commercials, actually doing the voice work, like how, how did you fall into that or pursue that? Like walk us through that story. Well, when I first got my inkling of what voiceover was, it was actually in 1995. I volunteered my time for a year at the CNIB, which is the Canadian National Institute for the Blind. And I was reading books and magazine articles onto tape. And really, at the time, it actually was reel-to-reel tapes. Wow. So, <laughs> you know, that's, that's basic. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. And I almost loved the tech as much as I loved the voicing. So that kind of gave me a hint as, and before that, I, I love computers. I've always loved computers. So I'm kind of right and left-brained, which is a good combination for being a voice actor now because you wear a lot of hats. And definitely this is a business as much as, as it is a performance. So getting into the commercials, it took me a while to get to the point where I was actually doing voiceover full-time. I was doing SEO and internet marketing before that, actually. So, you know, wow. the whole computer thing, right? Like, right. I really, I got into the internet and that was it for me. I was like, in heaven. <laughs> um, and I just, I, I got bored one day. I just got really bored. And I've been self-employed since around the year 2000. So at that time, it was more of a, oh, okay, I'm done with this. I'm going to focus on this now. It was just a switch of focus because I was already self-employed. So when I started voiceovers, I had a lot to learn. <laughs> and getting to the point where you're voicing commercials, um, it's one of the first things that you, you kind of learn as a voice actor in a lot of ways because it's one of the, I will say, easiest and hardest things to do as a voice actor. And the reason I will say that is because you'll get a lot of opportunities to do commercials as a voice actor, a lot in depending on where you live, a lot more than, say, animation or video games, which come every once in a while. But actually getting to do them can take some time, whereas commercials, you can get hired to do that all day, every day, depending on who contacts you or and who your contacts are. So. It, but it's one of those things that also requires acting. And I don't think people understand that part of it in that when you are performing a script of any kind, it really is a dialogue, whether or not you're speaking to someone at the time or, uh, you know, whether or not anyone else is in the room. I'm sitting here in a really unnatural environment, right? I have headphones on my head. I have a microphone stuck in my face. I'm looking at a screen, not even, you know, there's no people in here. I'm in a padded room, <laughs> right? So uh, I think Ron should be in the padded room right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but I have to take that unnatural environment and sound natural. So right. the idea being that in a lot of cases, people come from all sorts of different walks of life to get into voiceover. One of the things that people don't realize is that being a voice actor is being you. It's just being a little more you, you know, and it's being you really enthusiastic about this particular product or service, right? Right. <laughs> but it is just you. And that requires acting because of this unnatural environment. Making it sound like you're actually having a conversation with someone is an acting skill. Yeah. So having that theater of the mind inside your own head while you're performing actually makes a difference. And in a lot of cases, 
Um, people who have theater experience can be too big and need to be pulled mm -hmm. back a little bit because mm -hmm. you need to work a microphone. People who are DJs are used to speaking to the masses, and so they don't really know how to focus in on one person. And, of course, I came at this from being a musician, so I knew nothing about the acting end of this at all, and I needed to learn that. So at least I, I did have the musicality, and I did have the being able to use the mic. <laughs> right. So And the breath control helps a lot, too, and I know theater people have that as well. So there's different pluses and and like pros and cons for each background people come from all sorts of backgrounds the djs have the um the improv down pat like they're fantastic at that stuff and i have none of that <laughs> so i admit my shortcomings and i try to play to my strengths but there's there's different ways of coming at this it's all acting and every one of us that gets into this has to learn that it's acting true true i i think it's so the burning question that I have, because I, <laughs> I edit our show or I used to edit our sure. show before it was live. And I remember sitting on the couch and it was taking forever. And my wife goes, why do you, because I was not having my headphones on. I was just playing it. And I was just playing this one part of me talking over and over mm -hmm. and over. And she goes, why do you, what are you doing? I go, I can't get it to sound like me. Like, it doesn't sound like me, right? <laughs> and she goes, it sounds exactly like you. I was like, well, then we're all in trouble if I sound like that, because that is not okay. But, but like, do you have that? Or do you like hear one of your commercials and go, is that me? I mean, sometimes, do you have that feeling? Okay. Yeah, sometimes that happens. Yeah. Uh, I've, in my study of sound, <laughs> I've started to understand that we all hear, hear, interpret from the vibrations to our brain in a different way. And when you're recording, that's probably the closest you're going to get to hearing how someone else is going to hear you. And so you kind of get used to that the more often you hear yourself in a recording. Right. And it takes time. It totally takes time. Also, when I put my voice out into the ether and give it to the producer and whatever, they put whatever they want on it. I, it's, it's out of my control after that, right? So whatever they're going to do, however they're going to fit it into whatever commercial or corporate narration or whatever, below whatever music they want to put in there, it all changes. It all changes. And I've just learned to let it go. <laughs> Nice. It's not mine anymore. You right. know, they're paying the license fee, so right. it is still sort of mine. But but it's really it's up to them what they want to do with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think through this whole podcasting journey for for me, it, it has very much been just like Ron at first. So it's like, oh, I hate listening to my own voice. Uh, you know, before we did video, I hate watching the video of me. And now it's just like it is what it is. Like there's, you know, at the end of the day. If I say, um, or if I say like, or if I fumble over my words, like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Well, uh, for me, it's, you know, I, I say, yeah, you, know, you know, like 50 million times. You know, you know, and I know, you know. It. <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty funny. And as we edit a ton of podcasts, you know, we see some that struggle, some that just repeat the words over and over, uh, or some that say, you know, right. Like, it, and it's, it's really fun. And, it's, and I feel for like human. Ron and I just. We just like, it is what it is nowadays. And so, but let's talking about your business, you like, 
people, if you go to voiceoveranvocals.com and look at it's the testimonials. Voiceovers. Just to- voiceovers. <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah. The link will be in the show notes. Okay. The number of places that you've done business with or worked for is just like truly mind boggling. I, I know you've been at it a long time, but I mean, some of these names, people like go over there and check it out. Marriott, Whirlpool, Steinmart, Subway, Target. Uh, I love BBVA. Steinmart, by the way. I will, I will just, I, I'm going to oh, put see, that that's out. the first like, one that popped out to me, right? Marriott oh my God, Steinmart. I love Steinmart. It's like, <laughs> we don't have them where I am. I have to oh. go and visit them when I'm visiting a friend of mine in Alabama. That's oh, the only God. way I get to go to one. <laughs> well, there's more than just I don't even know Alabama. what it is. What is, what is it? It's like a it's, clothing and like a Target and Walmart. Oh. Um, but it's a bit it's a bit more no than that though because I think that there's some name brands there but it depends. Like it's one of those like overflow type places. Yeah. We have something in Canada called Winners. It's kind of like and like a Winners what I would say for Canadians if anyone's listening that yeah. Um We get some good listeners from Canada. Yeah, so. we have a yeah. good listenership in Canada. <laughs> okay. Um, so, and, and then my favorite, I think uh, I was saving the best for last, uh, or really to Nespresso, which I love, and then Bose. And yeah. So, uh, how, like, how did you get so many big clients? Super diverse. Too. <laughs> um, I kind of fell into the whole commercial and corporate narration thing. So, I do focus. And um, those are the types of projects that I love to do most. In fact, Anthem videos are the thing that I love to do most. Those are the, uh, this is who we are and we're proud kind of videos that you see on people's websites. And those are a lot of what I do. I've done that for Dell and BBVA and and Bose was one of those. And um, Nespresso were how-to videos actually, and and a lot of fun um, for something actually that that just came out so it's it's fairly new um but yeah they're uh they're all wonderful companies to work with but i think as far as voice acting is concerned being diverse in where you're getting your projects is really important especially these days because it's all you know no one's going to promote you more than yourself right right so so marketing wise i i have agents all over the u.s and canada and europe and they put some things in, in my way and, and I either audition and get the job or they're handed to me because they already decided based on my demo. Sometimes that happens a lot less than I would like it to happen. <laughs> but you know, it does happen. But also people contact me through my website directly and I work with them that way. I'm pretty good in the SEO end of things because of my background and, and a lot of other things. Uh, and so people find me that way. But also I do outreach every once in a while. I'll look up video production companies and ad agencies and I'll go and, and reach out to them and say, do you have a roster? If you have a roster, would you consider adding a new person to your roster? I'd love to work with you. Also the, web, the, uh, the podcast, because my podcast is really designed to speak to my clients. Because it, it helps them understand that audio is important, and it helps them explain to their end clients why it's important. Because that's often the thing, right? I deal, a lot of the times, I deal with the person in the middle. I deal with the ad agency and the video production company. I don't necessarily deal with the direct people, uh, you know, at Dell and, and BBVA. 
Uh, sometimes they're on the call if it's a directed session and they're there listening so that they can approve everything that's going on. But they're not typically the ones that, that pay my bills. I send my invoice to the, the person in the middle. <laughs> right. So, uh, so I, I want to give them fodder to be able to explain to their end client, like BBVA and Dell and all of these people, why thinking of the audio as an afterthought isn't necessarily serving them best. I love that. And I think it's brilliant getting it back to the podcast for a second. That's just like a continuous demo tape for you. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. Right? It's, I mean, if you think about it, one, you're getting your ideal clients, you're speaking to your ideal clients, mm -hmm. and it's just a demo tape over and over and over weekly. Like, did you think of it like that? Or did you just think of it more as, hey, everyone else is doing a podcast, like you said earlier, I should do a podcast because I do voice. Like, it took me a while to okay. get to this point. Um, I actually had a another podcast that was really simple. It was just called Jody's Silver Linings. And it was all about, I don't know, just like common wisdom. It was like, like, common sense type stuff. Like, you don't have to be on your phone all the time when you're experiencing uh, something. You don't have to be taking pictures all the time. You could just be in the moment, you know, <laughs> or you it's don't have to be, yeah, <laughs> or, or you don't have to be productive every second of the day. If you take a few moments and just sit back or Netflix and chill or whatever you're going to do, take a walk, your mind is refreshed so that you can come at things from a fresh perspective and you just feel better. So you know, little, th little things like that, but like nothing mind blowing, nothing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> nothing that other people haven't already said millions of times. And I did it, I think I started in June, 2019 and I ended it in October because I was like, okay, so this is okay. But people started asking me to be a life coach. <laughs> I just, not what you wanted. Not what I wanted to do. No, not in the least. And one of those, it's kind of one of those things that makes you realize how powerful a podcast can be because when you host a podcast, it gives people the impression that you are an expert in whatever you're talking about, right? <laughs> so yeah. people thought I was an expert in common sense, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it, it was just, it, it seemed kind of ridiculous to me. And I was like, well, I don't want to be a life coach. So clearly I need to stop misleading people <laughs> and get to something that I really care about. <laughs> and sound is something I have always really cared about and it fit into what I want to do in my life. So it just seemed the natural progression. But I had to learn first. I had to do a podcast and understand what was involved and make the mistake and then start something else. <laughs> yeah, that is that is so good. And and the fact that you were are able to talk to your ideal clients. Like Ron and I, again, we we are all about podcasting. Like that's we, from from launch to edit, uh, maintain. Like that's kind of our our main thing. And and. Uh, we teach people all the time, you've got to be the subject matter expert on your show because so many podcasts start and they just interview people, right? And so you wouldn't be considered a life coach if all you did was only interview, right? You know, yeah. and so all yeah. this stuff that, that we learn through the process and, and, and Ron and I have learned so many things the hard way uh, as it seems you did. But, uh, you know, I wanted to, <laughs> she, I wanted to relate the, my question to 
uh, around hindsight, right? Like hindsight's 2020, we got to ask it a little bit about hindsight. And, sure. and I love the, the direction you're going with your, your podcast pre-audio branding. And then now I think you're up 70 or so episodes in, but uh, in, in hindsight, all the things that you have learned through podcasting and all the things that you want to do with your podcast, like what's, what's kind of that bit of information that you wish you knew a little sooner or that you could, uh, you know, give, give the, the hindsight information to our listeners to help them give clear foresight when they start their own podcast. Well, I think I would have been a little less hard on myself that I, I didn't start out as the expert because, uh, what I like to say, as far as my podcast is concerned, is that I am a fellow traveler and curious and want to learn more. And so that's why I interview people. I interview people because I want to learn more about their subject matter, not because I already know everything about their subject matter. <laughs> so I think in the beginning, I just needed to be a little kinder to myself and and let myself figure it out as I went along. I mean, I did as a matter of course, because that's what I had to do. But even now, I don't really call myself an expert in audio branding, because if I did that, it would almost be like I was putting myself out there as a consultant for audio branding. I don't do that. That's not what I do. I know a lot of people who are, and I can certainly relate people in that direction. What I'm an expert in is voiceovers. But I love the whole audio branding thing because it feeds into what I do and it helps me understand my clients a lot better and be curious about them. And then by that, help my audience be curious. So that's kind of what I'm attempting to do here. <laughs> no, I, I, I love it. And I, one, we get people that want voiceovers all the time. So I'm <laughs> sure we will connect connect people with you moving love forward that. for sure. Mm -hmm. But for people that are like, hey, how do I get involved with, with Jody? What, what are you working on now? Like, how do they get into your world? <laughs> well, if someone works in sound on behalf of clients, I'm always interested in new people for my show. So, you know, that's, that's an interesting aspect there. I am always working on voiceovers. That's what I love to do. And it's what I do all day, every day. So uh, you know, obviously my website, you can reach out anytime. Uh, I have a, I actually do have a newsletter that I send out that really just lets people know when the new podcast comes out and lets them know some things about what I'm up to and, and um, really short. Like I'm not, you know, sending out notices about my jobs or anything like that. But like, uh, like for instance, I have a clubhouse meeting that I have every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern. And we just talk about audio branding and the I power of sound. I think I've been on a clubhouse room with you. you I think that was the that. other yeah. place. I was like, yeah, ah, yeah, that's it. That was it. That was it. It was clubhouse. So we do that every week and it is a lot of fun. And it always, I'm always looking for co-moderators. So if anyone has an expertise in sound and wants to join in on the fun, you're more than welcome. And uh, yeah, it's just a great conversation and it's a different one every week, which is what I love because it all depends on who's on the stage and who wants to say something. So we talk about voice AI, we talk about voice uh, uh, sound and healing, we talk about audio branding, we talk about voiceovers, we talk about podcasting, we talk about all sorts of things and it's all fair game. Yeah. So I have a club called The Power of Sound. And that goes under the club. And I'm always looking for people to start rooms in the club as well. So 
it's just been a lot of fun. And that's Wednesdays? At Wednesdays 2- at 2 p.m. Eastern, yeah. 2 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure to include that. And <laughs> so you do uh, intros and outros and mm-hmm. and stuff on podcasts. Like, how, how does that work? Because I, I know Ron and I, we've we messed with our intros and outros on a a fairly regular basis. And at one point somebody was supposed to do one for us and, and then it never did, never happened. We're like, whatever, we'll just do our own, right? Like all this stuff. And so it seemed to be almost like an out of reach thing for us to get it done. I don't know why it just seemed hard. It's because it's ours. That's why if it was for a client, it'd be done like that. But for us, Corey doesn't pay me to do our stuff. I don't know why. The just so never the has new shoes. <laughs> yes. So, so what's, like, what's that process? We, we would come to you mm-hmm. and, and give you a script and you would just read it. Like what's, what's all, how's that look? Well, usually, uh, you know, there's a little bit of negotiation going on because this isn't free. <laughs> so, so that kind of thing happens. But once uh, everything's agreed on, yes, you send me a script. I usually will send through a couple of reads of each part so it depends. And then maybe some repeated lines or something like that. So you will have plenty of different sounds, I guess, different tones. Um, you know, if you give me the music beforehand, that always helps a lot. Hmm. And the reason I say that is because as a musician, I really get the emotional intent, the hmm. context of what you're putting together from the music. Love it. It helps a lot. It helps a lot. And definitely, as far as audio branding is concerned, emotional context is really given by the sound. That's that's what you get when you use audio for that purpose. That's what it's for. Because, like, think of this. You watch a movie, and if you just watch it without the sound on, you don't get any emotional response. You You understand what's going on, maybe, but the emotion isn't there. When you hear the music and the sound design and the dialogue and all of that, you get you get the emotional context and it reaches you really deeply and really fast. So that's why audio is so important. And I just, I, I love talking about it. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, it's, I love, I love the behind the scenes where they're showing how sounds are made. I love yeah. that. My, my cousin, she just uh, got, Holy. yeah, she just got put up for an Oscar for colorization on movies. Ooh. I didn't even know they did that. Good for um, her. But, but I think it's crazy. Like, the sounds that you think you're hearing are are nothing that is making that sound, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it gets you the emotion as you're talking about it to really link you into what's happening. And I think it's brilliant that people are like, hey, this sound is actually like this, right? And I think well, it's- they made things from nothing, right? I, I have a, an upcoming podcast in probably two weeks, I think that is going to talk about Foley and the sounds that are made that didn't exist before they were made on the screen. So for instance, the lightsaber, right? Or or the roar of the Tyrannosaurus Rex in the Jurassic Park movies. Like, isn't it like seven (laughs) different animals like mixed together? Yeah. I think it was like, um, like a mating turtle was somewhere in there. Yeah. It was was something (laughs) super, not, not a dinosaur, like thinking in your mind or even like the Eagle, eagle sound is actually mm-hmm. a hawk yeah yeah right? yeah or um rain can sometimes actually be sizzling bacon <laughs> no yeah i haven't heard that one yeah 
Wow. So there's a lot of really interesting ways that you can use Foley to give us the idea in our head that what we're seeing is really what we're hearing. <laughs> so so cool. it's, yeah, because if you were to go out into rain and try and um, actually record. record it, it's hard. It's hard to get actual environment outside to sound like what we imagine it would sound like. You know what I mean? It's on yeah. a big screen. It's yeah, kind of hard sense. to do. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. And uh, yeah, just being in the podcasting world, again, we play with all this stuff, but never to the little the level of detail that you're listening to bacon that is thinking it's water. Like that's insane. <laughs> it blows my mind a little bit. Sizzling so, bacon rain. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So Jody, one, one final question for me today. And sure. uh, it, basically, we... In the media world, whether it's video, audio, whether it's online or, or not, uh, if you have a business, at some point you need some kind of some kind of media, right? Some kind of audio, sounds, video, all you know, blog, whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you you've got practice in the SEO world. You've got practice by bringing clients or having your clients listen to you on your podcast, but from a visibility standpoint, and, and that's a lot of what Ron and I do uh, for our own visibility, it centers around the podcast, but from a visibility standpoint, uh, really what's, what's been your, your go-to over the years? I know, I know the SEO and the podcast are two of the things that you've been able to use, but yeah, sure. what's, what's the advice you give for others and where you've had the most success? Oh, you know, it's hard to actually quantify the measurement of how much it has given me, but social media in a lot of ways. And the reason I say that is because when I post, I don't always post a, a here's my latest podcast. That's not the only thing that I post. I ask questions. I talk with people. If I post, I don't just ghost them after they respond. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that that's a lot of the thing, right? right? Commenting on other people's posts can really help a lot too. So especially LinkedIn, I will say, when you comment on other people's LinkedIn, that really puts you in front of a lot more people than you think. And I've been uh, followed or connected with based on a comment I made on someone else's uh, post mm -hmm. from LinkedIn, definitely. And a lot of my clients are on LinkedIn, so I kind of focus on that area. But Facebook and Twitter are also big things for me, too. Twitter more because of Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to attach it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not on Instagram at all, so I just never got into that. And I have enough social media going on right now that I don't want another one. <laughs> so, right. I wish so. I wasn't on Instagram. So it's all <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. He's only I mean, on Instagram because I was like, you gotta be on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're a graphics company. I need you on Instagram. That that is true. Yeah. yeah. I'm an audio company. So I figure eh, Clubhouse uh, is good. Yeah, Clubhouse yeah. is great. Yeah. I, I just yeah. really like it. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting way to connect with people through the power of the human voice, which yeah. I, I love. I mean, it's perfect for what I do. Well, and, and <laughs> I found myself in rooms that there's just no way on the planet I would have been even close to being able to hear these people speak yeah. like yeah. live. It's like, are you kidding me? This yeah. is crazy. Yeah. It's pretty wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I know there are a lot of other places that are working on audio only social Correct. media. So yeah. I think Twitter has something. I know LinkedIn is working on something. I'm sure Facebook is looking. Facebook's is, working on something. Yeah. Actually. So, but I just, you know, as an early adopter, I really think Clubhouse has the 
the the upper hand a little bit. Oh yeah. Well, and then they just made it so you you get paid through Clubhouse now. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, so uh, I have to say though, I am I am like PC Android through and through. The only reason uh -huh. I'm on Clubhouse is because I have an <laughs> iPad. <laughs> Got it. Got it. I have an iPad that I use to FaceTime with my parents. <laughs> I've I've joked that Clubhouse was brought on by Apple, so it made people go buy Apple products. You know, that FOMO is powerful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was people that we would have arguments over social media about Apple or Android. And all of a sudden they're on Clubhouse. And I was like, yeah. hey, what is that? Yeah. I had to get it. I had to break down to get an iPhone. I was like, <laughs> for Clubhouse? Yeah. Like, are you ridiculous? Like, seriously? Yeah. The only reason that I am on it is because I already had the iPad and it was updated enough that it could use the It the could. App. It could get so, you on it. Yeah, but it's like an Apple iPad Air 2. Like, it's like oh, wow. pretty old, right? But I've kept up, uh, you know, the the operating system every time sure. it asks me. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. But well, it works. We, we are so thankful that you were able to take a little bit of time and connect with us. Oh, my but absolute pleasure. <laughs> why don't you tell the audience how they can connect with you and, and where they can find you besides Clubhouse? <laughs> sure. Uh, I am at voiceoversandvocals.com. That's my voiceover website. And the podcast is at audiobrandingpodcast.com. Nice. Perfect. And your clubhouse so relax. Just listen. Uh, just Jody Krangle. If you Jody look up Jody Krangle, yeah, J-O-D-I and, and Krangle with a K. <laughs> nice. Perfect. All right, Jody, been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much Likewise. for joining us. And I look forward to talking with you again real soon on clubhouse or maybe on linkedin we'll see, we'll see you where, guys should come co-moderate with me we'll have fun yeah <laughs> let us know it'd be great okay perfect all right thanks, thanks bye bye all oh, right ron another episode and <laughs> um, i think i think you might have a takeaway or two from jody and and again, this is like a subject that I wanted to learn a little bit more about. And so it's like serendipitous that Jody was here uh, to, to talk with us. And now we know when we have clients that need this work, we know where to go and refer and send them to because we kept having to strike out on that conversation before. Well, it was funny because, and I didn't tell you this, Eric from Podmax reached out and said, hey, you guys are hosting, right? And, and I was like, yeah, he goes, I got the perfect person for your show. And it was Jody, so it was crazy. Um, but one, there's there's like four things that I want to touch about, but I'm, I'm only going to pick two. Do what you're passionate about, and it is never going to feel like work. Like like just listening to to Jody, it was like so calming. I was like, oh, her voice is like like I, she needs to do our intro. So that's a different conversation for a different day. The other one was be in the moment, turn off the phone, turn off the electronics. I stink at that. Right. And I'm doing better. I'm doing better at it. Um, because now I, I am very intentional on leaving my phone, not near me. Right. Like I'll leave it somewhere and I will go spend time with the family. Um, the only thing that I have now is the Apple watch that I have to have figured out because you're trying to beat me in the rings. So I can't take that off. Yeah, I wondered why you stopped responding to all my messages. You just <laughs> keep leaving your phone away from you. Uh, so, but anyway, like, you know, one other piece that Jody mentioned is like, it's all acting. Right. 
yeah. everything we do. Like it's all acting, but if you do it in a way that you, you, you can put yourself in the moment of, of acting in the sense of, but you're still being you, like you still got to be you no matter what you're doing. So whether you're on a podcast, whether you're on a video, doing a Facebook live, having a sales meeting with somebody, wherever you're at, like it's all acting, but you do it in a way that you be you and you'll, you'll thrive, not just survive, you'll thrive. So I love that. Uh, so everyone, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. And if you want to watch our shows live, because most of them, 99% of them are done live, head on over to our Facebook group, uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash profits with, and we will see you there. And guys, thanks for being the best part of the hindsight hackers or hashtag impactors community. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you had as much fun as I did. And you know what? If you're not already a member of our Facebook group, what are you waiting for? Head on over facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash profits with. Guys, we are super excited to have you be a part of our community and help you get more visible, get more traffic and get more sales. That's right, Ron. And every time someone is in our group, we get to share all the tips, the tricks, and everything that you can get profits with from your summits, your challenges, your workshops, your podcasts, your vodcasts, and so much more. Guys, thanks for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.